ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه اما بعد يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله واحسن الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر امور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار ثم اما بعد الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه الحمد لله على نعمه الاسلام والسنه all praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the sunnah we continue going over the tremendous book by the fadilatul shaykh al-allama al-shaykh al-imam bin baz rahimahullah ta'ala the book which is entitled durus al-muhimma li'amat al-ummah important lessons for the general masses of the ummah or important lessons for every muslim we are still on this section dealing with the arkanul iman dealing with the pillars of faith and we are on the first pillar the first pillar or the first article of faith which is al iman billah azza wa jal is the belief in allah azza wa jal the fadilatul shaykh Sheikh Abdul Sheikh Abdul Razak bin Sheikh Abdul Muhsin Al Abad Al Badr Hafizhumullah Taala he mentioned that al iman billah belief in Allah huwa al iman bi wahdaniyatillah jalla wa ala fi rububiyyatihi وَأُلُوهِيَّتِهِ وَأَسْمَائِهِ وَصِفَاتِهِ That belief in Allah, that it consists of singling out Allah Azza wa Jal alone as relates to His Rububiyya, His Lordship, as relates to Uluhiyya, as relates to His worship, that all worship belong to him and to him alone and as relates to his names and his attributes and that the belief in Allah azza wa jal that it will be upon these three foundations it will be upon these three foundations wala yakunu al-abdu mu'minan illa bil iman biha wa tahqiqiha and that an individual a slave he will not be a believer in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except by believing in them and by actualizing them naam except by believing in Allah's rububiyyah 
except by believing in the asma wa sifat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except by believing in the uluhiyyah that all the worship belong to Allah and to Allah jalla wa'ala alone na'am this here is of extreme importance because the rest of the pillars they come after this pillar meaning that if this pillar is not there then the rest of the pillars will be non-existent they also won't be there Naam. so it is incumbent that we believe correctly in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala everyone who believes everyone who would like to be written from the believers they have to make sure that they affirm their belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that they know what consists of belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because if it was such a, of a situation that an individual did not know that they are required to believe in the rububiyyah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if they didn't know that they are required to believe in the names and the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if they didn't know that they have to believe in the uluhiyah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that all of the ibadah belong to him and to him alone how can they possibly benefit? how could they possibly benefit? we covered in the last class what it means to believe in the rububiyyah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so now we go on to thani, the second pillar that is linked to the belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the shaykh he brings as the second pillar al-imanu biwahdaniyatillah jalla wa'ala fi asma'ihi wa sifatih is the belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala singling out Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone as relates to his names and his attributes as relates to his names and, and his attributes naam wa lahu wa anna lahu subhanahu wa ta'ala al-asma'ul husna wa sifatul ula that they belongs unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala beautiful names and lofty attributes they belongs unto Allah beautiful names and lofty attributes naam qala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fi kitabihi al-kareem walillahi al-asma'ul husna fad'uhu biha and they belong unto Allah the most beautiful names so call upon him by way of them naam now this is a question I want everyone to ask themselves. How many of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could we name off the top of our head? Let's put a number to that. Could we name 10 names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the top of our head? Now I want everyone to answer to themselves. And bithilahi ta'ala I want them to make an exercise for themselves after class, throughout the week, with Nilahi Ta'ala, to try to name ten names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then once you get to ten, try to name twenty. Once you get to twenty, try to name thirty. Thirty names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just from your head. Ma'am. Because again, we have to refocus our lives, inshallah ta'ala, to focus in on those things that really want to benefit us. And bila shak bila right, undoubtedly, no doubt, what will benefit us tremendously is knowing the names of Allah Azza wa Jal and the and the attributes of Allah Azza wa Jal, knowing his names and knowing what they mean. Naam, knowing his names and knowing what they mean this is this is very important because allah ta'ala he says 
So call upon him by way of them. Naam, so call upon him by way of them. So the ulama, they mentioned that from the adab of dua, is that when you call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for a particular thing, then you utilize the name that is appropriate. This is from the adab of dua. Naam. So if you're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive you, Naam, then you will call upon him by his name, Al-Ghafoor. Ya Ghafoor, Ighfirli. Naam. If you're asking for Salama or the like, then you'll call upon his name, which one? As-Salaam. So on and so forth. So these things are very important. Very important. An example of this that can be found in the Sunnah is the dua that we say during Laylatul Qadr. When we're seeking out Laylatul Qadr in Ramadan. Because in that, we're asking for pardoning. Naam, we're asking for pardoning. And this is why it's important to know what are the names and the attributes of Allah Taala, so we can utilize the proper one who we're asking for, the, the, yani what we're asking for. So in that, who remembers that dua? Now, but in Arabic, and we're asking for all of us, all of us. Right. So, but we find in that, and they were asking for all of us, multiple, multiple, right? So, this is an example how we are to utilize the proper, yani, Name and or attribute inside of the dua when we're asking for dua. This is from the adab. This is from the adab. Naam. And if we're going to implement this ayah that can be found in Surah Al A'raf in this verse 180, then we have to learn the names and the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Jalla wa ala. And Allah Jalla wa ala, He says, أَوَدْعُ الرَّحْمَانِ أَيَّمَّا تَدْعُ فَلَهُ الْأَسْمَاءُ الْحُسْنَى Allah Ta'ala, He says, and call upon Allah or call upon Ar-Rahman. No matter which, meaning which of the names you utilize, because they belong unto Him, the most beautiful of names. They belong unto Him, the most beautiful of names. Naam. وَقَالَ جَلَّ وَعَلَى And Allah Jalla وَعَلَى he says in his noble book, <laughs> for homework, to help you with your homework, right? If you memorize these ayat, it'll help you. If you memorize these ayat, it'll help you. These are ayat from surah, from the end of surah al-hashar. The last three verses from surah al-hashar. If you memorize, this will help you a lot with your homework. Right? So, so I'm, I'm giving you, Yanni, a bunch of the answer, right? <laughs> but, inshallah, khair. It's good. It's good. Allah Azza wa Jalla says in the number book, Huwa Allahu alladhi la ilaha illahu alimu al-ghaybi wa-shahada Huwa al-Rahman al-Rahim Huwa Allahu alladhi la ilaha illahu al-malaku al-quddusu al-salamu al-mu'minu al-muhaymin Al-Aziz Al-Jabbar Al-Mutakabbir Subhanallah Amma Yushrikun Huwa Allahu Al-Khaliq Al-Bari'u Al-Musawwir Lahu Al-Asma'u Al-Husna Yusabbihu Lahu Ma Fis-Samawati Wal-Ard Wahuwa Al-Aziz Al-Hakim Naam, that, 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 uh, yani Put you ahead with the homework, right? Now, Allah Azza wa Jalla says what translated means, and He is Allah besides whom none has the right to be worshipped in truth except for Him, the All Knower of the Unseen. He is the most gracious, the most merciful. He is Allah besides whom none has the right to be worshipped in truth except for Him, the King, the Holy, the One who was free from all defects the giver of security, 
the watcher over all creatures, the watcher over his creatures, the almighty, the compeller, the sublime, the supreme. Glory is unto Allah. Glory is unto Allah above all of that in which they associate with him as a partner. He is Allah the creator, the inventor of all things. The one who bestows the forms and gives the forms and shapes to all things. And unto Allah they belong the most beautiful of names. And all that which is in the heavens and which is in the earth, then they glorify Him. And He is the Almighty, the All-Wise. And He is the Almighty, the All-Wise. Now, the Shaykh goes on, he says, For Quran al-Kareem, Mushtamilun ala ta'rif bil ma'bud. He says of the Quran, it comprises with giving us or informing us and telling us about the one who was worshipped in truth, Allah Azza wa Jal. Teaching us about Allah Azza wa Jal. Naam. About the, the greatness of Allah. وَبِأَسْمَائِهِ وَصِفَاتِهِ وَأَفْعَالِهِ جَلَّ فِي And also in teaching us his names, his attributes, his actions. Glory be unto Allah and how lofty is he. فَمِنْ أَرْكَانِ الْإِيمَانِ So thus from the pillars of Iman is to believe in the asma. Al-Imanu bi-asma'ihi wa sifati Is the belief in his names And the belief in his attributes Naam The belief in his names And the belief in his attributes Bi-an Nuthbitaha kama ja'at That we affirm them as they have come Then we affirm them As they have come Wa-numirraha kama waradat and as they have been narrated unto us, Bila takyif, Wala tamthir, Wala tahrif, Wala ta'atir, that we believe in the names and the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as they have come, without takyif, without a takyif. Wa ma ma'na takyif. What does takyif mean? Because we have to believe in the names and the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without a takyif. Without a takyif. Now, if we don't know what a takyif is, then how can we avoid it? Now, a takyif huwa ithbat kayfiyah as-sifa. It is to affirm the description of a characteristic is to affirm the description of a characteristic naam takyif a how something is done yani the cave right when we ask about each other what do we say kayf al-hal kayf haluk naam kayf Meaning what? How? How are you doing? Oh, kifak. Naam. Kifak. Naam. How are you? So on and so forth. But we're asking a how. So you see that same in takif. Because it's talking about the kifiyah. How something has happened. Uh, the ulama, they bring as an example, Shari Thameen, he mentions, he says, Ka'an yaqood istawallah ala al-arushihi kifiyatuhu hakada. Yani, kada wa kada. That Allah, He rose above His throne, or His rising above His throne was like this and like that. Naam. His rising above His throne was like this and like that. Like a person describes it. Yeah. Naam. So this is so this is as to describe the manner in which Allah Taala. Has risen above his throne. So, so, try, so in, in, in trying to describe that manner, then this is what? 
This is Takif. Trying to describe the manner. Trying to describe the manner that Allah descends in the last third of the night. This is Takif. Now, because with regards to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala being above his throne, Al Istiwa Ma'noom. Naam. As when the man came and he asked Imam Malik, How is Allah above his throne? And Imam Malik had a piece of wood, like a stick, yani, inside of his hand. And he got angry when a man asked that. And he needed to yani, calm himself down. But he said he got so angry that he started taking a stick and he started digging inside of the... Because remember, the, the masjid was dirt, the floor was dirt. He started digging it, digging a hole in, with, the, with, with the stick. He got so mad, the man asked his question. And he did that for a while. Then he took the stick and he threw it. He was angry. And he said that the istiwa ma'noom, the fact that Allah is above his throne is well known because Allah has informed us Ar-Rahman al-Arushistawa that the most merciful is above his throne. Allah Ta'ala has explained that to us. So we know that Allah is above his throne. He said, Well kayf majhul. But the how is unknown. Allah did not dis- did not inform us of how. Naam, Allah did not inform us of how. And likewise with all of the 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 uh, the, the the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he did not inform us of a how. Allah Ta'ala says he has a hand. Naam, he has a hand. How is the hand? Allahu A'lam. He did not tell us how his hand is. Allah Ta'ala tells yani he descends in the last third of the night. How? Allahu A'lam. He did not tell us how he descends. The only thing that we know and that we affirm is what? Laysa kemithlihi shay. And this is the principle as relates to the names and the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Laysa kemithlihi shay. That there is nothing that is uh, like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is nothing that is like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Naam. That is the principle as relates to these things. Naam, so we affirm them. How are they? Allahu a'lam. Laysa kemithlihi shay. There is nothing like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nothing like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Naam. So a takyif is to describe the how, how something is done. So we believe in the names and the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without describing how. Does that make sense? Naam. Also, wala tamthil. And we don't make a likeness for them. We don't make a likeness for them. The ulama they mention a tamthil ibat mumathil nishay is to affirm the likeness of something. Can yaqul yadullah mithl yad al insan? Like a person, if he say that Allah's hand is like the human hand. Now, that Allah's hand is like the human hand. That makes sense? Now, hmm? oh, no, Tamthir. Now, Takyif is to describe how, how Allah has done a certain thing. In English or Arabic? <laughs> now, it's Alif Lam for the in Takyif, huh? Alif Lam, Ta, Kaf, Ya, Ya, Fa, at Takif. And the next is at Tamthil. Again, Alif Lam, Ta, Mim, Fa, Ya, Lam. Takif is to describe how Allah has, yani Allah's attribute. So, for example, to say that Allah rolls like this and like that. Now that Allah rose above his throne like this and like that. Or Allah descends in the last third of the night like this and like that. Right? Tamthil is to liken Allah's attributes to something. 
Like to liken Allah's attributes to those of the human beings. To say that Allah's hand is like the hand of the human being. Then this is tamthil. And this is what Allah Ta'ala negates inside of the ayah. There is nothing that is like him. There is nothing that is like him. Right? That makes sense? Right. Also, Bila Tahrif. Also, without a Tahrif. A Tahrif is spelled Alif Lam Ta Ha Ra Ya Fa. Naam. What Tahrif Filuga Ma'na a Tahir. It means to change something. Naam. Tahrif. In the language, it means to change. To change something. That makes sense? Like, Istilahan inside of the deen, what is meant by tahrif, it means taghirul love, love nas, it means to change the meaning of a text. Now, to change the meaning of the text. Oh, excuse me. To change the the wording of a text, love nas, aw ma'na. So in the language, oh, excuse me. So in the uh, in the deen, shara'an, the legislative meaning, it means one or two things. Either you change the actual wording of a text, or you change the meaning of a text. Now, the ahlul bid'ah they have done both. They have done both. Now. Where they change and they alter either the wording itself, they try to change the words themselves, or they'll change the meaning. What Taghirun love? An example of them when they try to change the actual wording. Now, just the concept alone lets you understand the sickness of these individuals. They actually try to alter and change the Quran. Now, and that is in Allah Ta'ala's statement. وَكَلَّمَ اللَّهُ مُوسَى تَكْلِيمًا This is the ayah how it should be recited. That Allah spoke to Musa. Allah spoke to Musa. Ahl al-Bid'ah, they came and they said, No, change the dhamma on lafzul jalala. From, change it from Allahu to Allaha. Because if you say Allah wa kallam Allah Musa, then this means Musa spoke to Allah. So the actual word is changed. In this case, the voweling is changed. So it's changed from Allahu to Allah ha. They changed the bumma for a fatha. And this changes the meaning. Now this changes the meaning. That makes sense? Hmm? Right. This is an example of what? Changing the actual wording of the verse. Tahrif. Now, they made tahrif of what? Of the love. Of the actual wording. And that is in changing the dhamma to a fatha. So instead of it reading, وَكَلِّمَ اللَّهُ Musa is they, they, they recite it as وَكَلِّمَ اللَّهَ مُوسَى That Musa spoke to Allah Not that Allah spoke to Musa وَعِيَاذُ بِاللَّهِ Naam. And then You have the changing of the meaning They don't change the words But they give a false interpretation to it That changes the meaning An example of that is Allah Ta'ala's statement الرَّحْمَانُ وَعَلَى الْعَرْشِ اسْتَوَى they say no, estawa means estawla. So they don't change the actual verse, but then they give it a false interpretation that changes the meaning. So instead of it meaning that Allah rose above his throne, then they change estawa, estawa to estawla, which means that Allah conquered the throne. Right? 
They say no, istawa means istawla, that Allah conquered the throne, wa'iyadu billah. Naam, so this is an example of how they change either, yeah, this is an example of how they change the meaning. So a tahrir is to change either the actual wording of the, of, of, of the text or is to change the meaning of the text. Leave the wording intact, but then you change the meaning. In any event, they both make a change. And this is with the meaning of tahrir, a taghir, to change something. That makes sense? وَتَعْطِيل تَعْطِيل لُغَةً مَعْنَاهَا التَّرْكِ تَعْطِيل لُغَةً It means to abandon. You leave something off. You, you, you abandon it. نعم إِصْطِلَاحًا Inside of the Sharia it means in kaw ma yajibu lillah min asma'ihi wa sifati it means to negate that is when is necessitated yani be affirmed for Allah from his names and his attributes it's a negated now that negation is of two types imma kulliyan that's that negation it will either be in totality or it will be partially Nam, it will either be in totality the jahmiyyah they don't believe in any of the names and attributes of Allah or their ta'atil we should say is what is in totality they negate it all. Or it will be partially. Like the ta'atil of the Ash'aris. Right? The Ash'aris. Because the Ash'aris, they only affirm seven of Allah's attributes. They only affirm seven of Allah's attributes. Naam. And that has been brought together in the uh, in the statement, "Hayun animun qadirun wa kalamun lahu wa kalamu lahu irada wa kadalika asma' wal basr." Al Hay, they affirm that Allah is is alive. Anim, they affirm that He's all knowing. Qadir. He's over all things capable. He can do anything. And they affirm that he speaks. Irada, that he has a will. And likewise, he hears and he sees. That's it. That's all they affirm for Allah SWT. That's all they affirm for Allah SWT. So the Jahmiyyah, they negate all of the attributes of Allah SWT. Now, and the and, and the Asha'ira they affirm only seven of Allah's uh, attributes. Now, so we have to believe in, in in the names and the attributes of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala without takif, and takif is to do what? To describe how, right? So, example to say, Allah rose above His throne like this and like that. No, that's our aqid. We don't ask how, we don't ask why. Naam. Right. So we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't affirm a how. Why? Because Allah has not told us. When it comes to the likes of, yani, when it comes to uh, the likes of these affairs, then they're tawqifiyah. We only know what Allah has informed us. Allah has informed us of the attribute. He's not informed us of the reality of that attribute. So we don't know the reality. We don't know how Allah Ta'ala does this or does that. We don't know. So we affirm what we know. And we stop there. And this is why the Shaykh, he mentions that we believe in them. And we affirm them as they have come. As they have come. Now, this is the aqeed of Ahl-Sunnah wa Jama'ah. We don't ask how, we don't ask why. Now, 
Likewise, we don't make tamthil. And tamthil is to do what? Tamthil. 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 Huh? Anyway. It's to, to likening. To say that Allah is like this. Tamthil. Tamthil. That, that. Now, remember we alif lam, ta, meme, tha, ya, lam. Tamthil. Now, we know we don't say that we don't describe or we don't yani, make a likening for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, an example of this that a person says Allah's hand is like the human hand. We don't, we don't do this. Right? We don't do this. That makes sense? Right. Tamthil. So that we don't make a likening for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We don't make a likening for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Does that make sense? And this is what the ayah negates. Laysa kamithlihi shay. There is nothing that is like him. And he is the all-hearer, the all-seer. There's an important point There's a point that should be mentioned I'm debating myself on whether to mention it. Um, in brief, there's a point that should be mentioned, and that is the you'll find in some books a tashbih. A tashbih. You'll find this terminology in some books that we make no that there is no similarity. That there is no similarity. Naam. And this wording is not correct. This wording is not correct. As Shir he points out. No, no, that's a likening. See, there's a difference. There is nothing like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the sense that Allah ta'ala Let's go back to the ayah. Laysa kamithlihi shay. There is nothing that is like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wa huwa sami'ul basir. And he is the all-hearer, the all-seer. Which means what? Nothing sees like Allah. Nothing hears like Allah. Ma'am? Nothing sees or hears like Allah. Azzawajal. That makes sense? However, to say that there is no similarity whatsoever is not correct. Why? Because the human beings have the attributes of hearing and seeing? Yes. So the name is similar. But the reality is not. That makes sense? Like, do animals have the attribute of hearing and seeing? Yes. But the reality is different. The name is the same, but the reality is different. Let's take a low example. If you compare our seeing to the seeing of an eagle, it is different. They see much better than we do. If you compare our hearing to the hearing of a canine, for example, it's different. They hear much better than we do. But if you compare our hearing to the hearing of a mole, for example, then our hearing is better. We hear much better than a mole hears. We see much better than a mole sees. Right? That makes sense? So, to say there is no similarity is actually not correct. Because the name is similar, but the reality is different. So sure, they mean he mentions, he says, so what is correct and what they're getting at and trying to express is that there is nothing like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is what Allah ta'ala negates inside of his of, of his noble book where he says, Laysa kemithlihi shayn. So he negates that there is a mithil. He negates that there is anything that is like him. Nothing hears like he hears. Nothing sees like he sees. Nothing knows like he knows. So on and so forth. That makes sense? Hmm? 
It makes sense that. So we negate from Allah that which He has negated from Himself and that which the, His Messenger وسلم, has negated for Him. Naam. So we negate from Allah that which He has negated for Himself and that which the Messenger وسلم, has negated for Him. وفي هذا يقول إمام مبجل أحمد بن حنبل رحمه الله تعالى and for this Imam Ahmed رحمه الله تعالى he mentioned نصف الله بما وصف به نفسه that we describe Allah with that which he has described himself with وَمَا وَصَفَهُ بِهِ رَسُولُهُ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ And we describe him with that which his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has described him with. وَلَا نَتَجَاوَزُ الْقُرْآنَ وَالْحَدِيثِ And we do not go beyond the Qur'an and the Hadith. We describe Allah with that which comes inside the Qur'an and, and in the Hadith. We don't go beyond that. We don't go beyond that. Yeah, that makes sense? Like, any, any questions on that? Woman, no. this is a very important point. Woman, woman, la yu'minu bi asma'ihi jalla wa'ala wa sifatih laysa mu'minan billah. And this is why this is so important. Because whoever does not believe in his names and his attributes, then he does not believe in Allah. Wa kayfa yakuna mu'minan billah? مَنْ يَجْهَدُ أَسْمَاءَهُ وَلَوْ وَاحِدًا مِنْهَا The Shaykh, he says, and how could he believe in Allah? The one who arrogantly denies the, his names, even if it's just one of his names. فَإِنَّ جَهَدَ وَاحِدًا مِنْ أَسْمَائِهِ أَوْ صِفَةً وَاحِدًا مِنْ صِفَاتِهِ كُفْرٌ بِهِ because to negate one name from his names or one attribute from his attributes, then this constitutes disbelief in him. Jalla wa'ala. It's very serious. Naam. Because if Allah Ta'ala has informed you that he has this name, who are you to say no, he doesn't? If Allah Ta'ala has informed you that he has this attribute, who are you to say no, he doesn't? Do you think you know better? Naam. This is why to arrogantly deny any of the names and the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is kufr. The shaykh, he says, وَانْظُرْ شَاهِدْ ذَلِكَ فِي قَوْلِهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَىٰ عَلِنْ كُفَّارِ He said, look at the supporting reference to this. Look at the proof and evidence for this. As it comes in what Allah ta'ala said about the kuffar. Allah ta'ala, he says, وَهُمْ يَكْفُرُونَ بِالرَّحْمَانِ And they disbelieve in Ar-Rahman. Right? Because the Prophet ﷺ, he had, he had it written on the treaty, بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَانِ الرَّحِيمِ Right? And the Kuffar, they said, they don't, they said, what is, وَمَا الرَّحْمَانِ They said, what is Rahman? We don't know about Rahman. They, so they, they didn't want that. They denied it. They denied that Allah was Ar-Rahman. Just one. Just one of Allah's names. They denied it. Naam. So Allah Ta'ala, He revealed this ayah. وَهُمْ يَكْفُرُونَ بِالرَّحْمَانِ And they disbelieve in, in Ar-Rahman. قُلْ هُوَ رَبِّ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا هُوَ عَلَيْهِ تَوَكَلْتُ وَإِلَيْهِ مَتَاب This could be found in Surah Ar-Ra'd. So Allah Azza wa Jal, He refutes them uh, in his verse number 30. Allah Azza wa Jal, He refutes them. Naam, Surah Surah Al-Ra'ad, 
and it's verse number 30. Allah Ta'ala, He refused them. He says, while they disbelieve in Ar-Rahman, say, He is my Lord. La ilaha illahu. He is my Lord. None has the right to be worshipped in truth except for Him. In Him I put my trust. And to Him I return with repentance. And to Him is who I turn to. I return to with repentance. To Allah Azza wa Jal. So Allah Ta'ala, He called their negating of, of, of His name, Ar-Rahman, Kufran. Allah called it disbelief. Naam. So it utilizes ayah for yani, that, that, that not believing in the names and the attributes of Allah Azza wa Jal, even if it's just one name and one attribute, then it constitutes disbelief. A person says, well, what, what's your proof of evidence? Right here in this ayah. That Allah Ta'ala, He called their denial of Ar-Rahman, which is just one name, Allah Ta'ala called it disbelief. Allah Ta'ala referred to it as disbelief. Ma'am? But the Shaykh he asks, he says, فَكَيْفَ يَكُونُ مُؤْمِنًا بِاللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلَّ So how can he be a believer in Allah, the one who doesn't believe in his names? وَلَا يُؤْمِنُ بِصِفَاتِهِ nor the one who believes in his attributes, al walida fi kitabihi wa fi sunnat al-rasulihi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The one, how can he believe if he disbelieves in Allah's names and in Allah's attributes that have come inside of his book and that have come inside the sunnah of his messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam? How 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 can he possibly believe? Ma'am. So to believe correctly in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Then we have to believe correctly in His names We have to believe correctly in His attributes Ma'am. And what is the principle as relates to His names and His attributes is, is what? Huh? What's the overall principle as relates to the names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is what? Laysa Laysa commit the shay That there is nothing that is like him there is nothing that is like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala naam there is nothing that is like Allah azza wa jal wa huwa sami'ul basir and he is the all hearer the all seeing the all hearer the all seeing and Shaykh Saleh Abdul Aziz al-Shaykh he brings us up to show a, a tremendous point he said, because when it comes to these two particular attributes of hearing and seeing, he said, you will find most living creatures share one or both of these attributes. Most living creatures have something from hearing and something from seeing. Naam. He said, so this ayah right here shows us that Allah Ta'ala negates that there is nothing that is like Him. Nothing hears and sees. However, it does not negate that there could be a similarity in name. So Allah Ta'ala uses these two names and, and, and attributes, right? So as to show us what? So as to show us that it is possible that things share the same name. But the reality is different. And that's why Laysa Kamithlihi shape. Right? So our hand, we have a hand, right? Five fingers, a palm, lighter on one side than it is on the other side. Right? This is called a hand. Correct? But does the name being the same mean that the reality is the same? No. Does not. And this is why the people of innovation and a misguided have went astray because they don't understand this simple point. Just because the name is the same don't mean the reality is the same. You understand? One does not equate to the other. Their premise is wrong. They believe the name and the reality have to match. So if human beings have a hand, Allah can't have a hand. So when Allah says hand, it don't mean hand, it means power. So on and so forth, right? But the reality is, 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 is contrary to that. Allah Ta'ala has a hand because Allah told us He has a hand. 
What is the reality of Allah Ta'ala's hand? Allahu A'lam. He has not told us the reality of that. But he told us he has a hand. But if we look to the lower example of us, we see this reality every day. Because we have a hand. What do we call those 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 things on the clock? Hands. Is that hand like this hand? No. Not at all. The raccoon got a hand, right? But the raccoon's hand, is it like the gorilla's hand? No, it's different. Is the raccoon hand like our hand? No, it's different. Right? So we, so we see in these little examples that, what, that the name could be the same, but the reality is different. That makes sense? We have knees. Can, do camels have knees? Huh? Camels have knees. We have what we call hands. Camels have hands, right? But does anything on a camel look like anything on us? <laughs> no. No. Right? So the name could be the same, but the reality. It doesn't mean the reality is the same. Does that make sense? So when it comes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we believe in His names and attributes as they have come. Allah ta'ala says He has a face. He has a face. The reality of that, Allahu a'lam. Allah has not told us that. Right? Allah ta'ala says He has a hand, He has a hand. What's the reality? Allahu a'lam. Allah has not told us that. So on and so forth. So the overwhelming principle as it relates to the names and the address of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that what? So if you find something and the name is the same, then no, there is nothing that is like him. So the reality is not the same. That makes sense? Huh? So we believe in the names and the address of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without takyif. And what is takyif? Is what? To describe how. Nor tempted. It was tempted to make a lightning, right? To say that Allah's hand is like the hand of the human being. What's tahrir? To change or to distort. Now you can do, now you can do that in one of two ways, and that's what one one way is to do what? Change the actual text, to change the actual wording. And the other way is to do what? Change the meaning. So the wording is the same, but then the meaning is different. And without, what's ta'atui? What's that mean? Without negating it. Without, yeah? And that is in what? That can be done in how many ways? They deny it. Right, deny it, but that, but that, that can be done in how many ways? Two, two ways. Either they deny in what in totality, or they deny partially. Now, denial in totality is like the denial of who, the jahmiyyah. Now, and denial in uh, partially is like the denial of who, the shayra, the shayra. Now, that makes sense. That makes sense. Wabilad ta'atib. Now. And Imam Ahmed he had a tremendous statement as it relates to it. And that statement we should have down inside of the, the notes. And that is that what? That we describe Allah with that which He described Himself with. Or by that which His Messenger describes Him with. والحديد. And we do not go beyond the Qur'an nor the Hadith. We don't go beyond the Qur'an nor the Hadith. Now, That makes sense? Now, right. So again, the overwhelming principle is what? لَيْسَ كَمِثْلِهِ شَيْءٍ No, it's not there. <laughs> No, it's not there. Nah, that makes sense? 
So that's the ayah, inshallah ta'ala, I want everyone to memorize for homework. Because that's the principle right there. When it comes to any of Allah's names and attributes, it's a he's shape. It's nothing that is like him. Nothing that is like him. Right? Nothing that is like him. Make sense? Khair, inshallah. And then the, the Mu'allaf, he goes on to later on. Bueno. I'll, I'll, I'll see that it's not in the same section, huh? Oh, no, no, that's in another section when it comes to that. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Inshallah, yeah. we'll come to that when we get to that section. Now, you have me thinking that there was a, a different tabah or something like that. I'm looking at a different here. It's another section. Okay. That makes sense. Okay, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that. I'm not that. Uh, not that sleepy, huh? Hey, <laughs> Inshallah. But then the Mu'allaf, Ta'ala, goes on to the third, the third uh, pillar as it relates to what is needed to properly believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so far we have covered two. We covered the, the rububiyyah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And rububiyyah of Allah, what does that mean? The rububiyyah. The what? The lordship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what are some affairs that are linked to, to the lordship? Affairs like what? That Allah Ta'ala, He is the Creator. Now, nah, what else? He is the arranger of the affairs. And then He, now, nah, He is the He is the provider of provisions, the sustainer. Now, nah, and then Allah Ta'ala, He, what He gives? Gives what? Gives? Gives life. Now, nah, and He is the cause of death, so on and so forth. Now, nah, these affairs are linked to the affairs of Rububiyyah. Now, nah, but. And then we covered which one? What's the next one we covered? And that's my Sifat. So we said it three. We mentioned two. So which what's the third one that's mentioned? That we didn't mention yet, but but third one to be mentioned is what? Al Uruhiya. Naam. What is Uruhiya? That he alone deserves the right to be worshipped. That he alone deserves the right to be worshipped. Naam. In this one, the ulama they call it. The, the number of expressions yeah, I need to, to articulate the same concept. Uh, sometimes you'll see it and it's called at tawheed al-uluhiyya. Naam. Other times, uh, Shaykh bin Baz, rahmatullah alayhi, he's uh, often referred to it like this. He will call it at tawheed al-ilahiyya. Naam. The tawheed of, of, of Allah's divinity. Meaning that all ibadah belonging to Him. And in others, and this is more rare, but you find it sometimes. Is that they refer to as At-Tawheed Al-Ibadah The Tawheed of Ibadah That all of the Ibadah, all of the worship It belongs unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala But all of these points are the same concept Is that what? Is that all of the worship belong to Allah And to Allah alone This is the one we didn't cover yet But binillahi ta'ala We will save that one until the next uh, class uh, so as to not be too long And so that uh, The portion is appropriate So that the first of the speech Is not forgotten uh, And erased by the last of the speech Naam So that inshallah ta'ala We could We could uh, Truly Grasp and gain benefit From what was mentioned فنكتفي بهذا القدر 